Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have Energized's first ever guest, the one, the only, Christopher Cadwell. Welcome back on the show, bro. Cheers. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, uh, <laughs> five, year, five year return. Yeah, that's it. Episode one to episode, what's this? 234, I think. Yeah, catching up on Joe Rogan. Catching up <laughs> on Joe Rogan is right. But uh, yeah, as we mentioned, as Ross mentioned there, like Chris was actually our very first guest on the show all them years ago on Today FM. Um, times have changed, man. Times have changed. They have. But, yeah, but uh, I'm just going to put it out there. We actually recorded this yesterday and it didn't convert properly. And we're like, oh my God, Chris, you need to come back on the show. But first world problems, Chris, you're back. Thanks a million, man. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Like you're like very well known around the Clontarf area for everything you do with health and fitness, and um, like for people that don't know you, can you tell tell us how you got into health and fitness? Um, so I'm working as a personal trainer about ten years now, but uh, I suppose the journey started with my own kind of fitness transformation. Uh, I always played sport and stuff like that, and then rugby was probably my main one. Uh, I was always kind of told uh, you need to be bigger, etc., to make it into seniors wasn't really told what to eat or when to eat it, so I would just eat it, whatever I wanted, like just try and get as big as possible. And then uh, kind of, I think I topped out around 25 and a half stone, about 100, close to 160 kilos, and uh, kind of knew I'd gone too far and needed to change. So a few of my mates were training like with uh, a personal trainer, so I went and got the help of a personal trainer yeah, what, what, sorry for interrupting. What, what was the moment when you were like, "Here, I need to change this"? So I think at my twenty-first, I think I got a flights to America, and I went off, and I was over there, and obviously I was like buying clothes and stuff, and I went to pick out a shirt, and it was like three XL or something, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, like this is four XL if it was in Europe." So yeah. I kind of it just dawned on me then how big I'd got, sort of thing, like because uh, I would have a big frame so I obviously carried it well and like I didn't think I was that big but uh, obviously I was so straight then and there I kind of said like right I'm going to buy everything too small so that I have to get back into it when I go home and then got it, the help of a personal trainer uh, kind of things moved on from there and uh, that's how I got started uh, but then I uh, sorry I finished college then and then um, went back to college to do health and fitness after my business degree because I didn't want to work in that industry. Got an internship and then from there I've been working 10 years now. Yeah, when you st- when you got into it, like I mean, like for people who don't know, that story is unbelievable and obviously being very good mates with Ross and yourself, seeing the whole transformation is unbelievable. Like I, I know you put out pictures sometimes and you've gone from where you said like 3XL to like having a six pack. Like is yeah. that like a, is that like a thing that drives you every day t- to, like, to help people to like obviously not everyone's going to be that heavy, but like you, you're, you've literally gone the whole scale, so you know you can help people. Is that a, is that something that drives you? Yeah, like that's that's the reason I do it. Like the reason I picked that job is like I love my job. So like I love when someone gets in contact with me and goes, "Look, I've tried everything. It's not working. Uh, I know you've been through it, so I think maybe you'll have a better perspective." And I end up getting the, quite a few like referrals and clients of that, like that are quite big, and they're like. I want to go to someone who's been through it all. Like, so kind of, you name it, I've been there. I've been in every situation and uh, got through it, obviously. Yeah, Ross, obviously as Chris's brother. 
Uh, what have you made of his transformation over the last 10 years, seeing it firsthand? It was actually quite crazy because obviously he started going to the gym quite a bit and he was losing weight. And I sort of expected it to be like anyone who goes to the gym for a bit. They go, lose a bit of weight and then go, geez, look great. And then stop going to the gym. But like he sort of just kept on going and going and going. And I was like, I was like, fucking hell. I was like, he's doing really, really well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was like, he was sort of down to like 120 kilos. And I was like, oh, well, like that's the way of like an international prop. You know what I mean? Like an international level. And then like dropped further. And then he was like, he was like, I'm going to get abs. And like, I probably laughed at him at the time when he was like, I'm going to get abs. Because like, I'd see him at his heaviest. And I was like, no way. And then like, he eventually got abs. And then like, not only did he get down to the sort of, you know, low 90s. Then he, he, I think he almost hit 89 kilos at one stage. Then he went back up to 105 kilos and like was absolutely jacked. So I was sitting, I was sitting there going, Jesus Christ, like this fella's like, he's an inspiration really, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a sort of a transformation that you would see on, you know, like the Ellen DeGeneres show or like Oprah or Davina McCall would bring you out at the end of the year and go, this is your life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like you, it's a TV show really. You know what I mean? It's, it's that crazy of a transformation. Yes, they should almost get you on that um, operation. Not operation transformation. What's the one on RT? I think that is the one. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because like, I mean, like everyone knows. Like, I remember you being in school, and obviously you were like you were heavy, and then seeing what you've done now. But like, even your mindset has changed. Was like, was like the main thing that you've done over the last few years, like over the last five, if not ten years, that that's made you be so driven. Because like, uh, some people are just like aspire to guess. They they go back to the gym in January and they want to have a six pack before. Marv's in August or something but like what was just kept you going yeah so like the way the way I coach it is like I don't like if someone comes into me and they're like I want to lose x amount of weight or etc like the first thing I do in the consultation is say like right we don't really want to work on off weight like that's one kind of uh attribute but like try and aim them more towards fat loss but sometimes you don't have that sometimes you have people for performance and stuff like that as well but I always just say look this is a lifestyle change it's not going to it's taking you longer than six weeks to get to where you are now. So it's going to take longer than six weeks to get you to where you want to be. But if you embrace that, it's going to be a lifestyle change and we work on getting good habits in, they then become routine. Routine then just becomes lifestyle and second nature. So you don't need to worry about it. So like, that's why I say to everyone is like, Oh, you're really regiment with your diet. And I was like, I'm not really on a diet. I just know how to eat around what I want to do or what phase I'm in sort of thing. Like, and, I'm just always reading and studying on it. And then I'm always trialing things on myself before I'd ever tried them with someone else. So, yeah. because obviously there's not a one size fits all. Yeah. You're obviously very committed to everything you do as well. Even the way all your posts on, on social media and stuff, the way you make food, you put out recipes, everything like it's, it's really cool to see. And you even take them very well. I've seen your first hand standing in the chair and take a photo. It's great. <laughs> the hustle. You really respect the hustle. But like, uh, for people listening now, like, like you have a lot of people that are like really, really invested into your life is in like, you've changed so many people's lives. Like, I mean, I mean, Ross are going, we're so dedicated. I know we'll be taking the foot off the gas, but uh, it's like, uh, I've never seen someone that was so committed. I know you, you, you didn't like treat us like brothers. You treat us like as clients, but like, and you gave us the best service as well. But yeah. um, for people that are tuning in now, like you, you train with like, like Keen Healy, like professional or rugby player. And you also like train like uh, women doing their, like you, you have a, you can do, you can train anyone. Yeah, well, that, that that's why I think you have to adapt. Like, so basically, like you need you need to be like a chameleon, nearly. Like, so uh, whoever comes in the door, you have to find a connection with that person and see what drives them, 
like find out why they're here, like w- like what's driving them, and then from there, how am I gonna find a way of getting my point across that they'll understand? So you have to be able to relate to everybody. So I think like the longer you're in it, the more you can kind of read personality types and then do a little bit more studying into it as well. Because even like say with yourselves, like. With you, Barry, I might have to give you a pat on the back. That'll drive you. With Ross, I need to shout at him to say, get off your arse. Like it's, <laughs> there's, there's, diff, there's different personality types. So even though you were training together, you had slightly different goals. Like Ross wanted to drop a little bit. You wanted to put muscle on. We can design the program. I, want, I wanted to get bigger than Ross, and Ross wanted to get smaller than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want to meet, meet for a catchway fight. <laughs> yeah, catchway fight. <laughs> But I suppose that's something that you just touched on there that uh, what's called is sort of interesting in all facets of life, not just trying that. Just because you say something to someone doesn't mean they interpret it the way you meant it. And that must be something that's quite hard to get across. Because I've been told that once or twice before and it's sort of always stuck me. Just because you say something to someone doesn't mean they understand it exactly the way you mean it. Yeah. It, well that's exactly it like you so it's having you have the knowledge and the information but if you can't get it across to that person if it's just going in one ear and out the other you may as well not have told them that nugget whereas say uh, with anything it could be nutrition recovery anything if you say like if you stretch more and loosen out your hips you'll actually be better performance at your tennis or your golf or whatever like that or it'll take the pressure off your back once you put it back to their sport or whatever they're into and tell them they'll actually be better at it. Then they'll buy in and from there it'll spiral into all the other stuff. I suppose it's a bit like uh, teach a man to fish and leave for life. Give a man a fish and a leave for a day sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, well that's it. And like I always say, I always say uh, start small. Like So what everyone does, like what you said, everyone goes gung-ho. Okay, I've got isolation. I'm going to run every day for 10 days. But then you hate running and you give it up. Whereas if you just did like a little bit, like even walk and then do a run the odd day or a little home workout, whatever it is, little by little, a little becomes a lot. So uh, it all adds up and then that's more sustainable. What you need to do is find kind of a lifestyle and a routine that's sustainable long term. And that way, when you're consistent, you're going to see the results. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, anytime people ask us or on their their Instagram stories looking for a coach, like myself and of knows Ross would also message the same person saying your name, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like there's obviously a lot of coaches look up to you as well. Like that's without a doubt. But um, what do you think makes a really good coach, and what what makes you really stand out? Well, I think you just have to be passionate about what you do. So, like you'll see me post all the time. Like you, you have to walk the walk. Like so, it's yeah. not like you don't you don't want someone telling you to do one thing and they do the opposite. Like so, everyone kind of knows. Like I'm into it. Like I post up my food. Like it's the same stuff all the time. I've like it's just routine for me now. Like and um, uh, everything else like that. Like same with the, same with the training. I do the training. Uh, if I post up a workout, it's going to be a video of me sweating doing it. Like, so I'll do it first, so I know how hard it is. So I'll always do that. Like, with a, like, like you don't know how what might seem easy for me could be really hard for someone else. So even like that push up challenge that went on there at the weekend, like there, I think there was ten of us that maybe did it in under ninety minutes. But like, it was funny. The lad who was running it was like, ignore the robots that are just used to doing push ups all day. Uh, there's a lot of like say your average Joe 
doing this as well that just beat the buzzer and got it done by like 10, 11 o'clock and like well done to all those lads like that. They're, they're lads that don't go to the gym, don't train, but they put themselves through that. I'd say they're still suffering today. Yeah. But uh, it was a great cause. They did that for Pieta House as well and the Irish Cancer Society. And I just saw this morning that it hit 50,000. Uh, so they're getting 25,000 each. Unbelievable. Ross, just before we get into, like I know Chris just touched on, one of the main reasons why he's on the show is if his story wasn't good enough. What, like from an outsider, obviously, but... Uh, what do you think makes Chris such a good coach as well? Because he can't, he, you know, Chris, he doesn't hype up himself. Uh, look, to be honest, a bit like what he said there, Chris, like, he makes sure he does every single program before he actually gives it someone. Uh, he's so good at, like, tweaking a program. If you have, like, a slight injury here or, like, you know what I mean, you're sore or whatever, he'll slightly change something for you. Uh, he's, always, he's always on hand, you know what I mean? He's always great for a piece of voice. He's, he's only ever a text away. And then just, like, the intensity of training with them is unmatched. Like I train with other personal trainers and I've never been in good shape as I, when I was training with Chris and people actually always used to ask me and it was called uh, like, like do you get training for free off your brother? And like, we actually used to pay to go train with Chris because we were like, we want the full shebang yeah. service. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no, there was no messing about it. You know what I mean? And it, it was just like the level of dedication that he shows is almost pass on to you when you train with them. And I think that's I think that's the main thing, really. It's the mindset that you get when you get uh, pushed along there. Yeah, well, sorry, Russ, touching on that, why do you think you, you were the best shape trainer of Chris rather than anyone else? I think he got me to really buy into the lifestyle. And I felt like he was so invested in my development. And I felt like uh, other trainers were training were like, thanks for the money, go do 10 squats over there if that makes sense. You know what I mean? As opposed to like yeah. each week's like, you make yourself accountable for like to be body fat tests and like, cause it was body fat tests. You'd be like, right, it has to go down this week yeah. or whatever. Or sometimes, you know what I mean? He'd be good to you. like, your body fat might have not gone down. We lifted 20 kilos more this week than you did two weeks ago. So that's a big improvement there. Find the improvements. I'd be like, right, well maybe your sleep's not great. So maybe you need to sleep a bit more. And like he, that was an issue with me because like I, I was a bit of a night owl. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like loads of people like use weight or th- like as their only marker, but like you could like even like he said there, if you progressively overload, like you're lifting two kilos extra a week, it adds up over the weeks. Or you do a little fitness test. I did it two minutes faster. Oh, I did my five k minute faster. Uh, I had to get a new belt because like there's no holes left on it. It was too big. The jeans fit that like from my last birthday that I haven't worn in a year. All my summer clothes like just pick something that like will drive you as a marker and then use that as your goal to get to there. Yeah, Chris. Uh, okay, we're before we get into Pieta House and that you're about to do a hundred thousand steps for charity. Um, first of all, why are you doing this for Pieta House? Um, like obviously they there's a lot of focus on mental health these days like um like obviously you went for you went from as we said earlier like uh, a very heavy prop to a man with a six-pack that doesn't like the glow like uh, did, did you go through any mental health problems before you before this well like i, th- I think like uh, everyone at, at some point in their life has touched on it whether it was personally or with friends or family they, they've all kind of gone through it um the reason I chose okay, the house, obviously, is Darkness Into Light was meant to be next weekend. It's been postponed. It might not run now, uh, depending on how the phases of this COVID go. But uh, that, that's a massive fundraiser for them. They 
they earn about five million a year from darkness into light so with that cancelled like the much needed funds and even though it was postponed like the service they provide can't be postponed at the moment people are like a little bit lonelier everyone's self-isolating you're stuck at home with your thoughts so those phone lines are even more important now more than ever with uh, the amount of isolation that's going on. Yeah. Then, uh, so you're doing the hundred thousand steps this Saturday. So we'll make sure. Yeah. So like, um, are you looking forward to it? Like, like this is going to be a a huge, huge, huge deal. I actually am. Yeah. Like, so there's, there's actually four of us involved now. Um, so Paul O'Connor, he's the golf pro at the island. He got on to me literally the minute I posted it. He's like, I'm doing it as well. Um, <laughs> one of the girls who trains in the edge, Elaine Mongan, and then another girl from Clontarf, uh, Isabel Lenahan, she's doing it as well. So we're actually doing 400,000 steps for uh, Pieta House on Saturday the 9th. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually looking forward to it. And uh, I was saying to Ross yesterday, I worked it out that it's going to be about 80 kilometers on the day. So he knows how competitive I am. I kind of said to him already, I'm going to do 84.4K. So that's a double marathon uh, on the day. That's actually incredible. Um, obviously, this is a story that some people have seen on sort of my personal social that I did 50,000 steps last week uh, and I had blisters on my feet to prove it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was one of those things where I actually did that to one-up Chris at the time. He done fifty thousand five hundred steps, so then I did like fifty thousand seven hundred steps. Like two days later, he did it on Sunday. I think I did it on Tuesday, but on the Tuesday, Chris was like, "I'm going to do a hundred thousand steps." <laughs> uh, I was like, "You actually ruined my self esteem." <laughs> it was a, uh, it was such a moment. But then I like, I think I had one witness towards you. And then like I was actually just so proud of you because <clears throat> I was I done twenty six thousand steps uh, at that stage, and I was like. It's the most I've ever done on a day. And then I was like, I have to do this again. Uh, like, I'm only halfway there. And then I was like, Chris going to have to do this another three times on top of that. I'm like, it's a lot. I ended up doing 40K, uh, 50,000 steps, and it took a lot. So, like, fair play to you. It's going to take you a good few hours to get this over the line. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to get up, I think, 4 a.m. and kickstart then. But at least with the regulations being eased a little bit, we have a five-kilometer radius. So, uh I don't have to do 110 laps of St. Anne's. <laughs> so, so you're planning on set off at like 4 a.m., yeah? Yeah, we, we kind of we put a plan in place yesterday, say uh, a basic plan. Now, the weather was meant to be lashing rain. It seems to have changed to that. It's going to be a little bit sunnier or at least clear. But I just keep the fingers crossed for that anyway. But uh, we have a basic plan in place. Uh, we're not sure which way we'll start. We've kind of planned out three routes so that we don't get bored and then we'll kind of see what distance they are and like if one of them matches up to what we have to do to finish off we'll do that but you might just see me running up and down uh, the seafront to get it finished by the end of the day <laughs> yeah well like um obviously it's good it's going to be a great thing to finish it like because you're doing it for such a great cause i'm going to make sure guys that uh we're going to put a donation link just there. it's going to be pinned in the top comment as well so if you want to put money towards that'd be great uh, I already have Ross hasn't yet very Ross you know he's holding out you know. <laughs> <laughs> go away with that uh, just before we do yeah I, I made Jay donate on my behalf uh, but just just before we sort of finish up uh, I, I just want to talk just that little bit more about Pieta House because it's actually such an, an amazing charity uh, I think everyone one way or another suffers with their mental health 
whether you get a bit of anxiety over, you know, your appearance or whether, you know, I mean, you suffer with really bad depression. You know, I mean, that phone line is always there available to people. Um, Pieta House Darks and Delight started off with 400 people. Uh, a man arranged to walk after his son uh, took his own life. Um, that now was massed on to just hundreds of thousands of people across five different countries. Uh, it was an Irish started charity. And I just think it's really, really uh, important to just note those facts and just, you know. Yeah, it's up to 150 that, locations now. Unbelievable. And like, as that man says, who uh, started, he said, uh, no no uh, father should have to bury, bury his son after taking his own life. And yeah. I think that's really, really uh, sort of touching when you see someone like that who's affected talk about it. So it really, really is a worthwhile cause. And again, People of our age are, you know, the highest percentage of people who do take their own life. So it is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, I know you're going to hit 100,000. And the great thing is that Ross is then going to have to hit 101,000. But uh, <laughs> if you, if, as I said earlier, make sure to check out the donation link. Mm. Uh, it's going to be pinned top comment. Chris, you're an absolute legend. I know people that are checking this out know you're an absolute legend. You do inspire a lot of people. Like the amount yeah. of people I've told about you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But maybe yeah. the good is. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep loads of updates during the week as well. So obviously this week I'm gonna have to taper off the training, which will probably be mm. one of my biggest challenges. Like you know me, I just like to stay busy, trying to be as efficient as possible. So actually sitting around trying to do nothing is the biggest challenge. Yeah. But uh, I'm also gonna be documenting like uh, some mobility flexibility plans for it, uh, how I'm going to alter my nutrition, a few little things like that. So if you're interested in anything like that, I'll be documenting all that in my story all week. Yeah, that's and we expect loads of social on the day from you as well. I'll be updating all day. Have the power banks charged, ready to go. Yeah, yeah Chris, you're a legend, man. Uh, everyone... Hopefully that energised uh, crew have a few podcasts uh, I can listen to. What <laughs> I've never heard yeah, of them. They're, they're Twelve hours worth of uh, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're listening. Uh, everyone, make sure to follow Chris and check out his stuff because mm. this weekend it's going to be unreal. Hundred thousand steps, and then uh, make sure you like this video if you want Ross to do hundred and one thousand. But uh, <laughs> make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized.